Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. Today is going to be all about journaling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I've talked about journaling a lot and how it's helped me within my journey and how I kind of went over the top when it came to journaling at one point in my life, but I just wanted to sh- tell you guys how journaling can actually be something that is worth doing and it doesn't have to be this whole structured like got your whole life together bullet journal thing where you have all these stickers and fancy writing and highlights and drawings and stuff and it doesn't also have to be like super cringy where you're like dear diary la 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 and you feel like you're a teenager that's going through puberty and you're freaking out about who said what to you or who said what to whoever so funny enough when I first started getting introduced into journaling it was because I read the books dork diaries and if you haven't read that book before or it's actually I don't know if they're making more books anymore but I would read these books and it was kind of like the girl version of diary of a wimpy kid where it was her journal and she would have these stick figures of herself and drawings and she would talk about her day and like what happened but it was in a book story form so I always really liked them I don't know why I didn't get into diary of a wimpy kid these kind of gravitated towards me more I don't know maybe because I'm a dork myself but who knows um it might have also been because it one of them was like sparkly and I was like ooh, sparkles that's cool (laughs) um but anyways that's how I got into journaling and when I was little I would only really write when I was mad I would grab just like I wouldn't have a specific journal I know there's this one tiny journal I don't even know if I've finished it yet or not but it has this girl on it and it's really thin and I would write in that one sometimes but a lot of the times I would just grab a random notebook and start writing in it which I highly recommend not doing that because my mom one time was going through stuff and she found one of those notebooks and she was like hmm I'm gonna be a snoop and I'm gonna read what this says and it was a journal entry of me being little and I was upset about having to clean the house or something and I thought it was unfair and I thought I was Cinderella and that no one else cleans the house and I have to do all the chores and yada 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 so I was very upset for having to feel like Cinderella I guess but yeah I would highly recommend sticking to one journal at a time and not just picking up a random journal but when I really got into journaling was when I went into treatment and if you've listened to my eating disorder episode you'll find out that I literally wrote down everything and I mean everything. I think a little bit of it was a control thing but it was basically where I wrote down everything and anything we did or I thought and that has some really high expectations to take on into daily life. So obviously once I got back into normal life, I did not write that much. I think 
if you are expecting yourself to write down everything and anything you did and your thoughts, then there's no way you're going to get into journaling because that's just like you're not living at that point. And that's why I stopped journaling and I wouldn't I didn't see any benefit out of it. I didn't think there was any benefit out of it. So I would do things like, oh, I should be moving more. Oh, I should be studying or cleaning or whatever I thought was more productive because I was like, there's no point in me journaling because I'm not getting anything out of this. So I stopped and I only really started journaling again when I started writing down my workouts. I would have a plan and then I'd write it in my journal and it was simply just me first starting writing my reps and sets and then how the squat felt, how the deadlift felt. And I would look back at those sometimes, but if I'm being honest, I didn't really, but that still got me into that habit of seeing how I felt or how my body felt in that moment. And when I actually really did the like what you think journaling is, is when I saw Amelia Boone, she's a runner with an eating disorder and she would write down 10 things that she was grateful for and she would post it on Instagram so that she would be accountable and be like, see, look, I'm doing it. You can do it too. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. That's super easy. Wake up in the morning, write down 10 things. And she would do this thing where it was 10 things, but they couldn't, you couldn't repeat them. And I was like, I'm going to do that too. Well, I dropped that off real fast. (laughs) Um, I think it was because I got to a point where I didn't know what to write. I was like, I don't even know what I'm grateful for anymore. I can't repeat anything. And it was really overwhelming. And so I stopped. But I would do it here and there sometimes of the actual like how my day was going or if I was frustrated. And I really started journaling more once I added the Habit Share app. And when my therapist would give me questions to write just to like go deeper into how I was thinking and feeling and when I started journaling more I started realizing that instead of writing about my day I would still do that but I also noticed that I was writing more about my feelings and how I actually felt and that allowed me to understand my feelings more I think there's this whole thing in society where it's either there's good or bad feelings. You should always be happy. You can't be sad or angry or whatever you think is a good or bad feeling. And that just, that's a whole nother rant of like, there's a reason why there's a balance of being happy and sad so that you can realize what happy actually is. And I think sometimes we get stuck in this feeling of you can only be one certain feeling or you can't have any feelings, which is just degrading in a whole nother sense because we are human beings and that's how we interact with each other and we need to know our feelings or have different feelings because we're not a robot. But understanding them was really important and that even came to also being able to organize my own thoughts. I can tend to be a very go, go, go person. And when you are dealing with daily life and decisions, but then you also have these thoughts in your background that are always going. And I find this a lot when I was driving more because you're kind of with yourself and it can be really overwhelming. And you're like, 
ah, <laughs> like that's the only way I can describe it. That was a really weird yell. Like there was no emotion to that, but oh well. Um, you, you start getting so overwhelmed with all these different thoughts that you're having that it's just like you don't even know how to organize them in your own head. So I found that when I wrote them down in a journal, I could see them visually. And I could be confronted with them, which is a really big thing because I would find myself, I would start journaling and I was talking about a certain situation and how I was feeling and what I was thinking. And then I'd hit this point where it's like, I felt guilty for what I was writing down because A, if someone read my journal or B, I didn't want to have to confront myself to what I was feeling or thinking. But of course, I ended up writing it down because you don't really grow or realize what you're doing unless you accept how you're feeling and thinking. So I would write it down, but it makes you really actually realize what you're thinking and feeling, which is really important because sometimes I feel like we can fake ourselves into thinking like, oh, no, it wasn't that bad or, oh, no, it's OK. Whatever they did didn't make me upset. I can just like rub that off. But then like two days later, you find it pop popping back in your head and you're just like really angry and you don't know why. So that's what I found was helpful for me when I started journaling. And with that, I also realized I didn't have to be like, dear diary, da 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 da. So I wanted to share some different ways about journaling because I understand that it can be really overwhelming to journal and realize, how am I supposed to do this? I don't even know where to start. And I feel like some of these prompts may help you get started on your journaling journey and self-exploration. Yeah, <laughs> that's as much singing as you're going to get in this podcast. But my first one is brain dumping. I feel like this is the most common way. And this could be just, I wouldn't recommend journaling about what you did, but just like how you're feeling. This is really important to just get your feelings out. Like if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're overwhelmed, I think it's really key to write down the times that you are happy so you can look back on those because those are fun. But then and also see what makes you happy. But just brain dumping doesn't you don't have to put any expectations on it. Like sometimes when I'm angry and I'm just brain dumping, I get so angry at the end that I just scribble on the page and then just write ah like a h h h h all the way. And no one's going to see that. Like you guys know now because I'm telling you, but it doesn't matter. It's your journal. You're brain dumping. It can be messy and it makes you feel like you can release all the feelings that you have in a contained safe way. And I want to go back to this because, again, it's the most common way, but I don't think it's always the most, it doesn't feel the most productive way. So the next one is writing out your worst case scenario. This is really big for me when it comes for exams or when I had a speech in speech class. I was so afraid for my speech. I thought that I was going to mess up. I wasn't prepared. I was going to stumble over my words. Funny enough, I'm doing a podcast and I was nervous about my speech in my speech class. But in this scenario, write out what you think is going to happen, like the worst thing that could happen, and then go back, read it. And think, how can I fix this? Because a lot of the times we think of the worst case scenario and in actuality, it's not ever going to be that bad. 
But then you also have that cushion of if it is that bad, then I know how to deal with it. And it gives you that comfort in those scenarios that you have to go up against to fix them. This could even be on my eating disorder journey and getting my period back, the whole weight gain thing. Uh, There's a lot of fear around weight gain. And it's like, well, if I gain weight, what's the worst thing that can happen? Have to buy new clothes? Maybe someone says something about my weight, but if someone does, then like I already know that it's making me healthier and that maybe that person shouldn't be in my life. Some questions to ask yourself. And speaking of people being in your life, my next journal prompt is be your own best friend. And this one's really big because it really hits me in the face when I do this. I write out how I'm feeling or what I think about myself and what I think I'm capable of. A lot of the times this comes around me like thinking that I'm not good enough because I don't make good enough grades in school or I should be making a better grade or my body or I'm upset because I haven't accomplished the goals or I haven't achieved enough in my life. Stuff like that. And then I write this stuff down and you read back over it and take the perspective of would you tell this to a family member, your best friend, or your child if you have a child? And in most situations, you wouldn't tell them this. I don't know if anyone would actually talk to anyone like they do themselves. We're really hard on ourselves. Like we put these high expectations of like, I should be here and I should be making this money and I should have this job and I should have this grades and you're shooting all over yourself. And it's like, do away with the shoulds. What can I do right now? Because that's not going to get you anywhere if you just keep shitting all over yourself and if you're so hard on yourself then you're never going to be able to feel like you can get anywhere because you never feel good enough so be your own best friend because at the end of the day you're going to be the only one here for you like that sounds really sad but ultimately the person you can trust the most is yourself and you need to be best friends with yourself because you can trust yourself This next one is self, I just called it self-betterment. I find that it helps you keep the habit of journaling. And this is a lot of the times when I don't know what to talk about. But if you think about it, sometimes if you've been to therapy and you kind of sit down and you're like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. But in those therapy sessions, I find that that's when you get to the root cause of certain situations. Like you dig deeper into how you're actually feeling and thinking and this could be the same thing with journaling and what I like to do is either go on Pinterest, Google or if you have a therapist or if you have a health coach or even if you have like self-betterment books that have different journal prompts of things you want to work on so if you want to work on your body image, if you want to work on self-confidence, some trauma you have or like fear of failing that's a big one for me um look that up look at a question just like pick a random one because then you might get overwhelmed being like I don't even know which one to pick just pick a random one and then just write about it it doesn't have to be pretty it doesn't have to be perfect but just pick something and then just write about it and then you can start understanding how you're thinking and I wanted to give you guys some that I've recently been 
working on or have worked on. Uh, this first one is, why am I hesitating about being wrong? Wrong how? Wrong according to who? And I think that's a big one, asking yourself, where did you get this from? Where did you get this thought process from? Because a lot of the times it's like, you think a certain way because, I don't know, your grandma told you this. Someone at school, like a kid at school told you this like five years ago. And it's like, are you really going to put all this expectation of thinking that they know everything? A lot of this comes with diet culture where it's like, oh, I heard this from my grandma. And it's like, well, does your grandma know the new science or does your grandma have a nutrition background? Maybe you should rethink about what she told you about, like, you're eating too many carbs or something like that. Or you should, like, you're eating a lot of food. Maybe she's just noticing that you're eating a lot of food and she just wants to call that out. And it's not really a, quote, bad thing. So my next one is, why is weight gain bad for you? How do you hold particular beliefs about your body getting bigger? What stories are you telling yourself that only smaller bodies can have. And this is going back to the whole brain dumping thing where I feel like these work hand in hand. If you take the brain dumping and you realize that you're talking about something a lot, like you find a feeling like fear of failure. I found myself being scared of always failing, always failing. Well, then now I know when I just want to journal and work on something work on writing about fear of failure. So then you actually improve upon the brain dumping part and you start realizing these things in your daily life where you're just like, oh, this is this is something that I wrote about in my journal. You won't actually be like, I wrote about this in my journal, but you're kind of just like, oh, in this moment, I'm fearing that I'm going to fail. This might sound crazy because I didn't think this was going to happen in real life, But I was like, how can writing in a journal transition into me realizing things in my daily life? And it's like, because you're confronting yourself on a page and seeing it in front of you, then you start realizing your actions because you're realizing your thoughts, which will then change into realizing your actions. Another big one that I wanted to put into this, because this might happen in brain dumping a lot, is how did someone trigger me? And there's this big thing in, I don't want to call it the eating disorder community because it can honestly be anywhere, but it's this whole like, you can't talk to me because you're triggering me. And honestly, I I know there's a part of it with like being safe in your recovery, but sometimes it's like there's people out there triggering you so you can grow. And sometimes it's because there's underlying beliefs like, I had a situation where someone had talked about me going to community college. This actually happened a lot. And I almost felt like I wasn't good enough for going to community college or I wasn't pushing myself hard enough. And that triggered me a lot, like a lot. And I realized that it was because I had all these limiting beliefs of thinking that community college wasn't good enough or I wasn't pushing myself hard enough or I wasn't smart enough or they were calling me dumb which in actuality they weren't saying any of that so sometimes when we get upset 
it might just be something underneath us that this other person is triggering us and we're making up all these stories that in actuality isn't true. So just think about that. My next one is writing about being grateful. I know I had talked about that the writing down 10 things in the morning was really overwhelming for me and it didn't work for me. Well, maybe don't do the whole like you can't repeat something or maybe just don't even start out with 10. It doesn't have to be a long list. Like just overall realizing what you actually have and what you can actually achieve in life or what you might have that someone else might not have and realizing your life is better than what it is. I actually started doing this at dinner um, and sometimes I don't know if my family likes doing this, but we'll see. But where you say one thing you're grateful for before you're about to eat. And I think this is really important because it just like sets the mood of like being happy before you're about to eat a meal. But then also you start, I started finding myself in daily life, just like my thoughts. I would just be driving in the car. A lot of mine are like referred to driving in the car, probably because I'm like by myself in the car. But I would think about something and I'm like, man, I'm really grateful for that. And then I like smile. And it's like, wouldn't you rather go through your day thinking about the thing that you had written down about being grateful or said that you were grateful for? And then you just have this random thought in your head of like, man, I'm really grateful for that. Like, that's just, I want to go through life like that. And again, like I had said, you don't have to repeat things. Don't make it tough on you, especially if you're just getting started into journaling. It doesn't have to be the like pretty bullet journal stuff. Like make it easy on yourself. My next one is planning out your goals and writing why. This one I've been doing recently and Strutless on YouTube, I found him and he has this super creative idea of like having a goal and then putting a sticky note on it and then writing out his steps on how he's going to achieve that and I think that's really cool and he's super creative with it but I'm just like I'm not that artsy so like we're just going to do a whole four quadrant thing and pick your top like four areas that you want to work on so for me I combined fitness and nutrition career or so I have one quadrant that is fitness and nutrition my next quadrant was career and school my next one's podcast because obviously I'm working on this podcast and then finances. And the key thing here is write down why. This is something I really want to stress because for those days that you want to give up or you have a hard day, you can just look back at the why and there's purpose behind the goal. You realize why you're striving for this goal because sometimes I think we say, I want to be able to make a cake or I want to become a baker. Why do you want to become a baker? Is it because you want to open up a bakery one day? Is it because you just want to have a new hobby? Is it because this is your way into introducing yourself into becoming a culinary chef? Figure out your why so then when someone says something and it does trigger you and you're like, I want to give up or like you don't feel like you're good enough for it, you can go back and be like, I know why I'm doing this. There is purpose behind it. And you're more likely to stick with this. This is really important when it comes to like eating disorder recovery or getting your period back because there's this whole mixed thing, especially for me, where I was going into this fear of gaining weight. And 
I thought I always kept going back to the whole like gaining weight is bad. And when I was trying to get my period back and I'd have those hard days where I'm like, I don't want to stick another piece of food in my mouth. I want to like skip lunch or whatever. It's like I could go back and realize why am I actually doing this? What is the purpose of this? And speaking of food, this isn't really a journaling thing. Like I guess it kind of is, but journaling about how food makes you feel. And it doesn't have to be, especially if you have, if you're working on your eating disorder um, or eating disorder recovery or you have disordered thoughts around food, I recommend not tracking and writing down the specific food. Like if that's something you're working on with your coach, do that, or your nutritionist or dietitian or whatever. But what I'm talking about is maybe writing down your hunger and fullness cues. So like you can say, I was this hungry before I ate, and this was how hungry I was after. There's like a bunch of food scales. You just write up like food scale. And it will tell you like, oh, I was a five. And this was like, I was full or I was basically satisfied. I think that one's satisfied. But then like six might be like, I'm full. And so then you can start getting comfortable with those feelings and understanding your hunger fullness cues. Then the next thing I'd highly recommend is writing down your feelings before and after you eat. Um, Because for me, I thought that I was eating too much food sometimes that I was causing my stomach to hurt or that I was getting a food intolerance because my stomach was hurting when in actuality it turned out that I was nervous eating food. (laughs) Um, Shocker, huh? Um, That I'd get so nervous that I'd end up getting like knots in my stomach. I think if I remember what my coach had told me was that it's you might be like developing ulcers in your stomach so then you get that like not feeling and it's really uncomfortable and that's because of your anxiety so um it makes you just become more aware of how you're feeling with your food and maybe you might actually find that you might have a food intolerance who knows but I just wanted to throw that one in there just in case but I highly recommend starting with either brain dumping or what you're grateful for and using the habit app just so that you can become more consistent with it and maybe instead of grabbing your phone right as you wake up in the morning and scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever you do have your journal and your pen right there just so you wake up and then write down the 10 things you're grateful for brain dump about whatever thoughts you're having I think this might be better if you do it before bed. So like if you are wanting to doom scroll before bed, instead maybe have that pen and paper right next to you and you can write down either what happened in your day or how you were feeling in a certain situation and just brain dump or what you're grateful for. And then that gets you set and ready for sleep. So I hope you liked this podcast. I really hope that it took away the stigma of journaling journaling being super cringy and that you get a better understanding of how to journal more effectively and feel like what you're doing is helping you and you're getting somewhere. And it will take time. 
But once you, it's like anything, once you start doing something, you'll get better at it and you'll start realizing different things. And you might start finding that you might have more happier days because you realize what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Let me know if this helped you. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast and subscribe. Let me know if there's anything else you want me to talk about, if you want me to go more into depth about journaling. Um, and email me. You can do that by email me, emailing me at beccababblespodcast at gmail.com and screenshotting this episode and tagging me at rebecca.a and sharing it on Instagram. But again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time. 